You're listening to a podcast from Victory. How does the Holy Spirit lead us to set people free from bondage in the name of Jesus? Find out in week three of Behind the Scene. This is the third week of our series on the Holy Spirit entitled Behind the Scene, knowing that the Holy Spirit is at work beyond what our eyes can see. That though at times we see the physical, that the Holy Spirit is at work. And if you're not familiar, that the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not an it. So if you ask the Holy Spirit to interface, interact, and talk to you, He will do so. Isn't that amazing? That the Holy Spirit wants your time, wants your attention, and He will not twist your arm just to, what? Uh, talk and communicate with Him. Thus, at the end of this series, we will learn to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit as we proclaim the gospel. And I know one thing uh, based from my uh, really relationship with the Lord for the past 20 years, that apart from the Holy Spirit, I am limited. Before I came to know the Lord, I've tried almost everything. I was into drugs, I was into smoking, I was into drinking. I was involved into a lot of things, and I'm not proud of it. I'm not bragging about it, just like Pastor Sonny, who would uh, always say that he used to be a what? A pharmacist. You know what a pharmacist is? Okay, people involved in drugs. And he is indeed a pharmacist, and I was the medical representative. Do you understand? And... and I have my own stories as well, but I'm forever thankful for how the Lord has changed my life and no amount of positive thinking or willpower can change your human heart. You are as evil as anyone else, and it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that you are regenerated, you are transformed. Magbabago lang po yung buhay natin with the intervention of the Holy Spirit. Thus, if you're familiar in the book of Acts, this has been our topic since every nation in action. Are you, are you in step with me? that indeed the Holy Spirit is uh, what the Lord Jesus Christ has promised. It was uh, written in Acts chapter 1. Jesus said, you will receive the Spirit and be my witnesses. And he was taken up in a cloud. There was a promise that all of us would be what? Would be filled by the Holy Spirit because there is a mission. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit was not provided for us to smile and enjoy and feel good about our, our situation. The Holy Spirit was given so that you can break free from your limitations. And all of us, we have limitations. Am I correct? There is something that suppresses us. There is something that limits us. But I want you to understand that with the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is limitless. Thus, you become limitless as well. Amen. And because of that, in Acts 2, they waited for the Holy Spirit. At Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter told the crowd, you crucified Jesus, but God has made him Lord. And 3,000 people came to know Christ because of the power of the Holy Spirit in the life of Peter, okay? Acts chapter 3, okay? Peter and John healed a lame man at the temple. They were uh, carrying out their daily duties and routines. There was no schedule, but because they're filled by the Holy Spirit, they were able to provide the solution that this lame person, okay, lame beggar, has been looking for. Peter told the people that you have to put your faith in Jesus because uh, Jesus healed this man. Repent of your sins. They were filled by the Holy Spirit and they saw up close and personal how powerful the Holy Spirit is. And because of that, people repented of their sins. And about a week ago, we talked about in Acts 4, Peter and John, that they cannot stop speaking about Jesus. And I know that there are a lot of reasons that uh, Peter and John should stop proclaiming the gospel because of the persecution that goes with it. But because a person filled by the Holy Spirit that are, are empowered by the Holy Spirit, and if you are and you, if you have an experience on, on the power of the Holy Spirit, more than just religion, that indeed the Spirit of God is real. Peter and John was unstoppable. And the observation of these people, that Peter and John, they were unschooled and ordinary men. But one thing that they have recognized, that they've been with Jesus. This is why we're here. 
Okay, and this is why we gather, because everything that we do in this gathering should revolve about uh, around Christ. And we know that that not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God, says the Lord of hosts in Zechariah chapter four, uh, verse six. That there is no other way to do this, no matter how you labor and how you would struggle and strive to really uh, do the things that pleases God. Eventually, we are limited, just like what I have mentioned. You need the power of God. And I'm telling you right now, this is not an invitation to join a religion or another gathering. If you're here right now, I mean, hear me loud and clear. Okay, I thought this is just another religion. But when I found out that this is just more than a religion, this is a personal encounter with Jesus. This is a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I realized that the Holy Spirit is real. That is where I saw transformation in my life. I love to curse. Every time that I would, I, 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 cursing has been my, 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 my lifestyle, okay? That I can't even stop myself from saying negative things and, and things that are harsh and, and are demeaning. And I, I realized when the Holy Spirit came into my life, I began to be conscious of the word that's coming out of my mouth. You cannot change yourself. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is not something mystical or eerie. Do you understand? There are times we feel like that indeed this is only for religious people. The Holy Spirit was provided for you and me. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of your situation, that you've been asking yourself and you've been telling yourself, I want to change. Gusto ko nang magbago. And after three days, you're back to the same old you. You need the Holy Spirit. How many of you here? You hate the things that you do, but you ended up doing it. All of us. Okay? You hate the things that you do and you still do it. And you do it, but you hate it. But you what? You catch yourself doing it. Now, how was I? I've been telling myself. I've been telling, I've been asking myself, I promise myself not to steal from my father. You understand? But I catch myself. Tao lang po. Okay? Na nangungupit. Okay? And I just can't change myself. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason why in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And the reason why I mention this, our fight is not in the physical, because no uh, amount of uh, really physical solution or wit or intelligence can solve your situation. It is something spiritual. And thus we wage war in the spirit, Brought to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. This is what I love. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom is not an opportunity for you to do whatever you want. I'm free. I can do whatever I want. I'm free. I can do what I love to do. Freedom is not the desire and the willingness to do what you want to do. Freedom is the power to say no to what displeases God. If you're free, you can say no to the things that dishonors the Lord. So tonight, I hope you're ready. Can we open our Bibles right now in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 31? Our topic is about the work of the Holy Spirit during the life of uh, Paul and Silas when they, they went okay, to Philippi. Say the word Philippi. So the book of Acts was a, what? A, a story of Dr. Luke, one of the disciples of Christ, when Peter and Silas was in Philippi. Are you ready? As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. Okay? Ang babae pong ito, pinagkakitaan. Okay? She followed Paul and, uh, and us, crying out, 
these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days, Paul having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and it came out that very hour. In verse 19, but when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them. And the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Verse 25, about midnight, while they were in that cell, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were what? Were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. Everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself! Loud voice, eh? <laughs> For we are all here. And the jailer called for lights, rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And we take this time right now to bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that we will have an encounter with your Holy Spirit. That as we listen, look at the preaching of your word, Lord, let it free us, look at from what limits us, what hinders us, what dampens us, Lord God, from moving to your purposes and causing our lives, Lord God, to be used for your glory and honor. We thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. This is a story of the conversion of what? Of the what? The slave girl and the jailer. Am I correct? The whole story wasn't just for these two individuals. In fact, I did not read the first part of the story, but the first part of the story, okay, has a lot to do with the rest of Acts 16. Remember that Paul and Silas on their way, okay, they were what? They were living their lives and are being used by God, and they were stationed in Philippi. To make a long story short, as they were moving forward, Luke was recounting the story of stories. If you're not familiar, the Bible uh, has been filled with a lot of miracles and signs and wonders. And Dr. Luke, say the word Dr. Luke or the name, Dr. Luke, okay, handpicked three stories. The jailer, the slave girl, and the first part of the story was Lydia. So it is impossible for us to dive into the heart of uh, our message tonight without discussing who Lydia is. So therefore, the rest of the story of what took place in Philippi, as they planted the church, there are three individuals that was converted into the faith that Paul was talking about. The woman, or Lydia, the slave girl, and this jailer. Make a long story short, I would want us to be reminded that before we can fully understand 
verses 16 to 31, okay, there was a story. There was a story before the story. And this was the story in verse 13. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, tabing ilog, okay, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, a gathering where people can pray. And we sat down and spoke to the woman or the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia. Okay, this was the starting point of the story. From the city of Tiatira, a seller of purple goods or purple linen. She's not affiliated with Barney, okay? Who was a worshiper of God. So Lydia was a worshiper of God. And she's part of the prayer group. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. It's uh, uh, intriguing to know that Lydia knows prayer and worship, but she doesn't understand that for you to have an encounter with God or the Holy Spirit, you have to open your heart. And some of us are like that. We know a lot of these things about Christianity, about Victory Christian Fellowship, about the Bible, but have you encountered the Lord in a personal way? Do you understand who the Holy Spirit is? And in verse 15, and after she was baptized, when, when she opened her heart and her household as well, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, Come to my house. I love this. Do you understand? They, he, she invited Paul and Silas to come to her house, and she prevailed upon us. Lydia was a businesswoman, a dealer of purple clothing or clothes or linen. And this is one thing that I hope some of you uh, probably are uh, and should be familiar of, that during their time to what? To create a purple color or pigment, you need 8,000 seashells for one gram of purple pigment. One gram. You need 8,000 seashells, okay? In order for you to produce one. And it takes so much money, okay, to uh, produce uh, this kind of product. And I believe that Lydia, okay, was, was also fighting his way into uh, success because women are, what, a second-class citizen during their time. And we know from, the, uh, from this chapter that she's a woman of prayer and worship, and she is educated and skillful in a male-dominated society. And this is not really easy to survive as a woman because in the Jewish culture, young men are taught every morning to wake up. This sounds nice, but I hope that you will really get the heart of what I'm about to tell you. That they were taught, the Jewish kids or the young men are taught to wake up every morning and pray to God. And the prayer goes a little something like this. Heavenly Father, thank you that I am not a woman. I am not a slave and I am not a gentle. Isn't that demeaning? But that was their prayers before. And if you have observed, the stories that we are trying to expound on and, and we, we would want to learn from these accounts has a lot to do with a woman, a slave girl, and a gentile. Because the gospel is for everybody. We are right now in a nice place, but everybody are welcome to come and be with us every single day. Why? Because the gospel is not just for the rich, not just for the poor, not just for those people that are losing weight or people that are gaining one, but it is only for everybody. And these women okay, understood that you cannot fathom who God is by just your what? Your intellect and your intelligence. And this is one thing that most of you can learn from because we think that by doing the routines and coming to church and raising your hands and singing worship songs and attending Bible studies and, and bringing that huge Bible uh, will make you a Christian, you're getting it all wrong. 
you have in fact not Christianity but a form of religion. Because religion without the power of the Holy Spirit okay, is empty. Remember this. All your routines without the power of the Holy Spirit is in vain. Because religion will teach you, get to know God according to your means and ways. You cannot know God because you're limited. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to reveal who Christ is. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot understand the Bible. How many of you here can relate with me? Before you came to know the Lord, you're confused with the Word of God. Usually people will tell you, don't read too much of God's Word. Baka And that is uh, what we hear left and right. When you read God's Word based on your own understanding, there's a possibility for you. But when you came to know God and you have been illuminated by the Holy Spirit, now you can understand God's Word. Because religion will always tell you to fix what's outside. Am I correct? Before you can fix what's inside. Religion is outside in. And religion tells us to obey because God is useful. Obey God so that He will provide for what you want. Lord, I came to victory an hour before the service. Can you give me a boyfriend? More like that. But relationship is inside out. Nagbabago po yung kalooban. And because internally you're transformed, it exudes externally. It obeys God because God is beautiful. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are liberated from religion. And this is what happened to Lydia. Thus, I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit delivered Lydia from all her religious reasons. Because at the end of the day, you cannot know God based on the routines and the tradition. If people are coming to church, okay, uh, and they think they know God, and you think you can know God by following their ways, you're getting it all wrong. This is why every now and so often we would remind you that our relationship with God is personal. Because we know that we're not doing this out of obligation. We do this because we enjoy. We do this because we're delighted. We do this because we know that Christ paid the penalty of sin for you and for me. This is what I realize, that if you're full of religion, everything that you do is quite draining. Nakakapagod po. But when you have a relationship with God empowered by the Holy Spirit, you're filled by it. You're excited. You can't help but rejoice with it. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are forever changed. So as we have discussed the life of Lydia, a religious woman far from God, and because of what Paul and Silas did, she came to know the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Now we will take a closer look of this person. As we were going after their encounter with Lydia, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a what? A slave girl who had a spirit of divination or was living in the influence of the devil or has been possessed by an evil spirit. Do you understand? I know some of you are not like this. Only a few. Okay? But whether you like it or not, before we came with the Lord, there are demons in our lives. And, and, and I know some of us here, we would want to uh, uh, probably hover ourselves and pretend that we're just okay, but you know that in your heart. 
And I'm, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't have to be uh, manifested in this manner, okay? But I'm telling you right now, if there are things that, that, that at times you, you, you're, you're okay and you're, you're living the life and suddenly you feel oppressed, you feel sad and lonely, there are things that you need to be free from. This is why it is powerful that we go through Victory Weekend because we want you to grow in your walk with God. How many of you here, you want to grow in your walk with God? You want to grow, okay? Okay, honestly, you don't want to grow in your walk with God. I want to live a defeated life. I want to be poor for the rest of my life. I don't want a husband. I don't want a boyfriend. I want to die tomorrow. Anybody here? (laughs) Nobody wants that. Everybody wants to grow. You want to grow in your walk with God. Amen. Everybody wants to grow. And if you want to grow in your walk with God, there's no other way. I'm not saying that one-to-one is the the missing formula. No. But when we do one-to-one with someone, you will grow in your relationship with the Lord because you can't do this alone. You need somebody. If you want to grow in your walk with God, and if you want to go through one-to-one, okay, you can approach me after the service. I'll do one-to-one with you. Amen. Through Viber. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Personally, of course. So a slave girl who had a spirit of divination brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. This slave girl is also known as Madame. Don't fill in the blanks, okay? And she's good at telling the future, okay? For the lack of a better illustration, I opted to grab something from the internet. Okay, just like Lydia, a fashion designer. A slave girl is what? She is a what? She is a? Galing nyo, slave. Slave girl, and she is a girl. Galang, mahusay. Okay, she is a slave. She's a girl. She's poor and a fortune teller, and she is used by her masters to earn a living for themselves. She followed Paul and us, crying out, "This man, this man, are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation." In a flick of a finger, Paul and Silas had a what? Had a fan. How many of you here? You are a fan of someone whether that's, okay, somebody who's in the entertainment industry or a basketball player or someone, okay? And, and when we see the person, we, what? We, we go crazy. And some of us during worship, we, we can't even raise our hands. I'm not trying to require everybody because at the end of the day, our response to the situation or to an individual is based on our knowledge of that person. The reason why you can't rejoice, you can't shout, you can't just really uh, worship and praise God because you know and you don't know who God is. Some of us here, we rejoice and we clap our hands when we're watching a basketball game because we're familiar with the sport. Every time I I see LeBron, I would rejoice. But I realize one thing, okay? Yeah, she's from the Bible. LeBroni, LeBroni, the book of, the book of James, LeBroni James. And then, (laughs) kidding. I'm telling you right now. Okay? That's not in the Bible. So she was proclaiming who, who these people are. Paul and Silas are people who proclaim to you the way of salvation. A person living in what? In demonic oppression was what? Was telling the truth. Let me ask you, katotohanan bang lahat ng ito? She was telling the truth. She was living in that spirit. But she's telling the truth. In fact, this is what I've observed for the past few years being a pastor. That when Jesus Christ tells an evil spirit to come out of a person, I realize that the evil spirit is quite obedient. That it follows the voice of God. Because it knows the authority of God. Have you found yourself being asked by God, but opted to disobey God? 
So compared to, never mind. The Holy Spirit sets us free from demonic oppression. Do you understand? Because transformation is inevitable with the power of the Holy Spirit. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are liberated from demonic oppression. And if you're telling me right now, Pastor, I don't have that, all of us. We have one. There is a demon in you, whether you like it or not. Don't look at me like that. But I hope you do understand that we are in a process of regeneration and transformation. And the more that you allow the Spirit to minister to you, the more that you're delivered from it. There are times that you don't understand and you don't even know who you are. There are moments that you want to be delivered from this sin, but you're powerless. Amen. Can you relate with me? I struggle with the spirit of anger. How many of you here you have uh, the spirit of anger? Ang dami natin. Maraming demonyo to. And I'm like that. You know why you're angry? Because you always would want to be in control. And if you do understand that God is in control, you'll never take it against yourself. You will have faith that no matter what will happen in the future, you will not react to situations because you know God is on top of it. Can we give you the glory for that? No amount of positive thinking and willpower can set us free from the power of sin and death. So if you're telling me right now, Pastor, I don't believe in you. There's no such thing as an evil spirit. I can do this with my own willpower. And let me concentrate. Let me do my super scion. I mean, you, okay, some of you can relate. Okay? So that I'll be free from this. That will not amount to anything. Because at the end of the day, it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this slave girl kept doing for many days, Paul having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. The most important part is that evil spirits and demonic possessions and anything that has been residing in your life can be asked to leave your body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you have come to a place where you have accepted Christ in your life, as your Lord and Savior, you are no longer possessed by an evil spirit. You're possessed by God. And I hope that we will continue to live in Him. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. The crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they inflicted many blows and hurt them, and if you do understand the persecution in the New Testament, that when people who would want to inflict pain upon an individual, okay, usually people are half dead. They would hurt them so much that Okay, they will end up really mangled and disfigured. They threw them into prison because of what they did with a slave girl, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. And this, what I like about what God is doing, no matter how hard and demeaning and challenging the situation is, I don't know if you can observe that they asked the jailer to accompany Paul and Silas after they were done with a slave girl, God is brewing something, am I correct? 
this situation is, is, is a bit challenging. But wait, okay, there's more. About midnight, Paul and Silas, when they were, what, in that, in that prison cell, were praying and singing hymns to God. They were singing. And I realized one thing, you can't sing if you're disfigured and you're mangled and you're injured. You can't. How many of you here can when you are disfigured? Okay? When, when, when one of your eyeballs is just hanging and you can still sing songs? You understand? Lord, my eyes will see your glory. I mean, you cannot sing songs. And this is why this is very important because situations like this, situations like this will reveal if you have a relationship with God. Because joy that is found in the Holy Spirit will not be taken away. They can kill you, cut your head, okay? Remove what you possess and what you own and do away with what gives you comfort and happiness. But your happiness is in Christ and nobody can take that away from you. Amen. Amen. We give it a glory for that. So when we are out there and we don't have much, we don't have so much money, we can still rejoice and smile. And just... <laughs> if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you can, tell, <laughs> you can worship God and sing hymns and songs. And this is what I like. And the prisoners were what? Were what? There was a concert. There was a concert and it was not just a singing that, that would entertain Paul and Silas. I want you to imagine with me. They were, they were put on a stack and, and they can't even uh, move. And, and probably Paul and Silas were, were standing uh, with each, uh, side by side and, and they're singing songs. And, and as they, they sing hymns and praises, I, I realized it probably administered to uh, the, the, the other prisoners. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. You know, I, I, I realized as I was reading this, this passage in, 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 for the past few days, I realized that, that, that during the time, that there was no background song. Okay? But if there was a background song, probably in my creative mind, it sounds a little something like this. That's the song. It's like an earthquake. And some of you can familiar, are not familiar with this and can't relate, but if there's a song, okay? And, and, and that was not a worship song. I just want to wanna, wanna check you out because some of you here, you think it's a worship song. That's not a worship song, okay? I don't even want to endorse that, that song, okay? But how many of you here, you realize that Paul and Silas are, are in a situation where they don't have so much hope, but they opted to trust God so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's uh, bonds were unfastened. Not only uh, their, their own bonds, the rest was set free because the Spirit was moving in their situation. And because of that, we are introduced to this jailer, okay? And we know that the jailer, based from history, that he is a retired Roman soldier. So during those times, if you are successful, a high-ranking official, you're given a prison cell to run. And we know that Romans are brutal. In fact, if you look at history, if you're familiar with history, Romans would what? Would, would crucify people, whether they are guilty or not. 
just to tell the community that you don't mess with the, what? With the Roman government because we will kill you. And because of that, okay, he's a man of honor, if you're familiar, that he was about to, what, stab himself and do a harakiri because he found himself irresponsible. But because Paul opted to stay in the prison cell and advised the jailer that you don't have to kill yourself, that this was an opportunity for Paul and Silas to, what, to communicate to the jailer. If you look at the rest of the story, Lydia was a businesswoman. He's, she's, she's wealthy. If you look at the slave girl, totally opposite and really different from, from Lydia. And here we are, another person, a jailer, another person, a person that works for the government. And all of us probably, if you look at yourself, you can relate with Lydia or the slave girl or the jailer. But I want you to understand one thing. God is for everybody. The Holy Spirit was provided for everybody. The gospel is for all of us. This is why tonight you have all the right to live in freedom. So if there's something that's preventing you from moving forward, you want to follow God, you want to grow in your walk with God, you are enslaved by debt and finances and poverty, you're, you're enslaved by fear, intimidation, and rejection, that you have to prove yourself, kailangan maganda ako to be accepted by men. You're getting it all wrong. It's okay to look good, but if that is the basis of your acceptance, you're getting it all wrong. Whoever, listen to this, whoever can and will accept you, will also reject you. When you're living for somebody's acceptance, the day will come, that person will reject you. And you will be dashed into pieces. Only in God's acceptance that we are made whole. That is why the power of the Holy Spirit is what we need to break whatever yoke that has enslaved us. And thus, if you look at the whole story, okay, the jailer witnessed Paul and Silas handle the suffering and never bought an eyelash. And because of that, they were able to minister to the jailer and thus the foundations of prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. They were free. And they saw the miracle of God because of the power of the Holy Spirit, but they opted to stay in that prison cell. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Remember this. Paul and Silas approached Lydia and the slave girl. This was a testimony of someone who did not even share the gospel, but lived the life. Remember this. You don't have at times to preach the gospel the way I do it. Live the life, and you cannot live the life of victory apart from the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you one thing. I've done my best trying to do what is right, but I know and I have experienced how I am guaranteed to fail. All of us are guaranteed to fail. All of us will fail. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, we have the power to say no to ungodliness. He said, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. Because Paul and Silas was able to minister to the jailer and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. The response of the jailer was of the Holy Spirit. That when the jailer accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, he was able to act to what is necessary 
and that is to take care of Paul and Silas. Remember this. Our act of kindness is not what will gain us access to be accepted by God. Kindness and how good we are is the byproduct of our encounter with the Holy Spirit. Transformation happens from the inside, and it is reflected from the outside. The reason why you're good from the outside, because goodness has transpired from the inside. Ladies and gentlemen, you can try your best to be good, but it will only last for three days. And I have done my best, and it only lasted for about an hour. I'm telling you right now, every single year, my wife is a time surprise with me. April 3, 1994, I came to know the Lord, 3.15 p.m. Every year, I would celebrate that day more than my birthday because I can't even understand. Kaya palang magbago tong kalbong to. And because of the Holy Spirit, I witnessed how God can change a human heart. So this jailer was set free from human imprisonments. And I want to tell you the story of a man who was invited by the name of John Piper in Angola Prison, the biggest maximum security in United States of America. Okay? And 90% of those people that are imprisoned in Angola Prison will die because the minimum life sentence is 88 years. And this pastor by the name of John Piper was invited and he said, a very profound message. He said, freedom is not found outside of these prison walls, but only through the power of God. You know, the jailer was totally free. And he was on top of, okay, running jail cells. He was on top of a lot of prisoners. But he himself has been imprisoned by the things that prevents him to live in freedom. The Bible is clear in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. When Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, he represented an individual that needs to be crucified because he was enslaved for our sins and thus gives us the opportunity, the leverage, that, Lord, because of what took place on the cross, I can live in freedom. The Holy Spirit's power is intended to see everybody free. And the promise in John chapter 8, verse 36, for if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The Holy Spirit sets us free to fulfill God's purpose. It is my prayer that you will learn how to interact with the Holy Spirit. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that you are set free. If you are limited by things and ideas and thoughts and things of the past, I do believe that tonight, as we trust God for a miracle, you will go out of this room in freedom. It is my prayer that all of us will be delivered from what's preventing us and what's enslaving us. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. That when Jesus Christ went to be with you, he promised that he will give us a comforter, a helper. I thank you for the opportunity and for the message that we can live in freedom. 
So I don't want to ask anyone here, all of us, we know one way or the other are limited by something. And I want you to raise your hand right now. I want you to raise your hand as high as you can. All of us across the room, just raise your hand right now. Don't mind the person beside you, just raise your hand. And I want you to tell the Holy Spirit, tell Jesus, I am embarrassed and ashamed of this struggle and this sin and this addiction. If you're living a life of pornography, the Lord can break the power of sin in your life. If you can't even forgive yourself and you're still haunted by what happened and what took place in the past, the Holy Spirit can set you free. If there are things in your life that you know in your heart you are a chronic liar and you want, Lord, I want to tell the truth. If you're here right now and time and time and again, you've seen your relatives and you've seen the people around you and they have been living a life of poverty and you're saying right now, Lord, I want to break free from this. The Holy Spirit can break the power of sin and poverty in your life. If you're here right now, you're condemned by the things of the past. The Holy Spirit can give you the freedom that you deserve in Christ Jesus. So if you are here right now enslaved by something that condemns you, that you dread about, you are in the right place. Declare freedom in that situation. I'm free from addiction. I'm free from my past. I'm free from condemnation. I'm free from anything that's preventing me of growing and knowing Christ. Lord, I pray right now that each and every person will go out of this room free from the power of sin and death. Can we give you the glory for that? As we continue to bow our heads and close our eyes, we're almost done. If you are and you've been coming in and out of this gathering and you want to accept Jesus in your life, gusto niyo pong magbago, gusto niyong bagong panimula, This is not an invitation that you join this religion. In fact, this is not a religion. This is an invitation of having a personal relationship with God. Roughly about 20 years ago when I was living in sin, I found this corny. But I am thankful that a friend brought me to church. So if you're saying right now, Pastor, I want to take advantage of this opportunity. Gusto ko makilala ang Panginoon. And I want to start all over again. Gusto ko ng bagong panimula. I will give you that opportunity tonight. Don't let go of this opportunity. And you can start by inviting Jesus into your life as your Lord and personal Savior. This is where it will begin. This is the starting point. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes, if you want to accept Jesus and start all over again and repent of your sins. Say this after me, Panginoon, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you 
for the gift of salvation. That I can start all over again. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.